This week on the show, we have Variety Speedrunner, Cosplayer, and Recent Challenge Runner, currently playing through the Metal Gear Solid series on a DDR pad, Kitty Rar. And if you're enjoying the show and want to help support it and listen in to our live recordings uncensored, make sure to check us out on patreon.com slash kojimafreak. Fingers. Yo, it's Apache Smash. Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. So yeah, how was I'm sorry I missed this. My Instapot was like shitting on me and my friend just joined Final Fantasy 14. How was Volgan? Oh my god. <laughs> he okay, he wasn't actually that bad, but Oh, can I? Uh, I mean, I've I've seen the podcast, but I can I curse? Like, oh yeah, for sure. I curse a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah, that motherfucker, dude. <laughs> I I thought it's gonna be hard, but I, I mean, when I first got into the fight, I was like, oh god, this is gonna be impossible. But actually, like just solely CQCing and uh, you know rolling on him and CQCing rolling, it actually wasn't that bad. Um, I anticipated him to be the worst fight but he was actually it took like 10 minutes not that bad um and i did it non-lethal too so i don't know that made it a little better because the cqc so <laughs> so for people that aren't familiar you've been playing through the metal gear series with a ddr pad which is fucking nuts mm-hmm. like that's <laughs> like i'm just thinking about all the different like controls like for metal gear and how like yeah, there's certain things, I guess, that, like, benefit from it, like, when you're holding the shoulder buttons to, like, you know, swap equipment, you get that little pause there for a little bit, but yeah. other things, it's like, man, how's she pulling that off, <laughs> like? Yeah, no, it's really hard, because I have to have, okay, so I'm using emulator, because I have to, right? I have no choice, I have to use the, uh, the controller settings to change, like, certain buttons mm-hmm. that work better for me, so I have, like, f- three or four different profiles <laughs> like okay one where r1 is on triangle instead of actual r1 and you're like probably like why uh because it's better for me to have my left foot on triangle which is on the bottom left of the dance pad and then i can use my right foot to like go left right or i can't really reach up but i can at least go left right down mm-hmm. um and then I also have a different one. Uh, it was specifically for the sniping bridge uh, when you're with Eva after Volgan. Oh, uh, wow. I had to switch a profile and make triangle to zoom in. And then the start button had to uh, had to be something else. I don't know. But it was ridiculous <laughs> because on the bridge part, like, you know, she's like, a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left. Yeah. Oh, she said that like a million times when I would go left, she would say right. When I would go right, she would say left. And it was driving me. It's like playing Top Gun on NES. You're just like, tell me what the fuck you want. Yes. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty ridiculous. But anyways, I, I lost track of the topic. But basically, yeah, um, the controls are ridiculous. And uh, there's a lot of different profiles to be had because there's so many different controls right are you doing any like macros or anything or are they all just single button presses they're single button presses yeah cool i don't have any macros um so accusations fingers what do you mean macros (laughs) (laughs) you know like hit, hit this one thing and it does like a you know two button combination or something you know don't even think about using auto fire or i'll know 
No, I, I kind of wish I had that for like the equip unequip mm-hmm. because the, I had to, I have to tap it so fast. Like my, <laughs> when I was going against the Shagohad just now, uh, today actually, <laughs> um, which I did spoilers. I did uh, beat it, but, um, I had to keep unequipping, reequipping because the RPG like takes forever to reload mm-hmm. <laughs> way too long. So I had to like tap, tap, shoot, tap, tap, shoot, tap, tap. And it, oh, it's just so tiring. It's but... going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Jeez. Your ability to do this absolutely terrifies me, by the way. <laughs> um, I, I used to brag about this, but when I was in college, I would play a lot of Soul Calibur 2 and we would just leave our dorm room open and kid, you know, people would come in and and I would play and, and beat them. And so they started trying to nerf me. And like <gasps> one of the ways they nerfed me was by making me play with a DDR pad. Oh, and I was still stomping them with it. But <laughs> like that was my bragging rights. And then I hear one day like, oh, yeah. So this person beat Metal Gear Solid <laughs> 2 with a DDR. pad. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, I can never brag about that again. <laughs> no, that's so impressive. That's so pretty good. I, I would see it more as like a kindred spirit type thing. Yeah, it's. I would love to see you play a fighting game with that. <laughs> I would love to try. I mean, after three, like, so uh, if some people don't know the audience or whoever, uh, I beat Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, the OGs on the dance pad, and Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2. Three is like, I'm pretty much there uh, at the end, but uh, yeah, so. Two trilogies for two of my favorite series. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to try a fighting game. I don't know which one, maybe Street Fighter, uh, uh, SNK, uh, Tekken, I don't know, whichever one. Mortal (laughs) Kombat, Deception, Story Mode. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Oh, boy. And Nitroid, you just reminded me, one time I had a buddy that beat me in Tony Hawk Pro Skater with the, uh, the Sega Dreamcast fishing controller. Oh my gosh! What? I, I couldn't live that down, man. That sucked. Oh, how is that even possible? I had to leave that day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Completely off topic to that off topic, but Apache and I were like hogging the Sega Pro Base controller for Dreamcast at Magfest this year. So thank yeah, you for unlocking a, that memory. I just I, yeah, I just <laughs> remembered as well. We played a ton of that. Weird, weird controllers. Like I, I I I love weird controller runs. What um. Mm-hmm. what's like the motivation for you to do it why did you why did you decide the ddr pad um well because i played a lot of ddr when i was younger um so naturally i was like because okay because i've been seeing like a lot of people do interesting runs online with like the rock band drums with the fight stick with uh uh, the, I've seen somebody else do the DDR pad or voice control, and I was like, yeah, I'll try it with like everybody I've seen has been doing it with Elden Ring or um, another type of game, but I haven't seen anybody do it with Metal Gear, and I was like, hmm, I will definitely give this a shot because it looks impossible, or like it felt to me impossible at first, but uh, I, I mean, I did it, so it's it's not. <laughs> this is a true story this is a true story like i i speed run all the metal gear games and i do mm. weird challenge runs as well um i was going to do ddr mgs1 that was like my next project and then like i saw that you had finished <laughs> it like obviously that that that, that tweet uh, when you completed it was like massive 
So I saw it and I was like, well, I don't need to do that anymore. Because, no, like, you totally should. Because no, no, you can me, do it on like extreme. Oh, sorry to cut you up. But like you can, you can do it on extreme. I only did it on normal. And even then, like the Ocelot, the first Ocelot fight took me damn near two hours. I'm not, I mean, you know, I mean, you could probably do it way easier, but. I don't know. I think normal's the the way to go. You gotta do it blindfolded though. Yeah, blindfolded DDR. <laughs> yeah. I literally said to but like Bubsy is a, a huge blindfold runner. He does like he did like one twenty star in Mario sixty four. Good friend of oh, mine. Wow. And and I said to him, I was like, what do you think to like doing a DDR blindfolded run? And he was like, sounds fun, man. And I'm like, no, it's dangerous. I can't I can't do this. Imagine getting clipped because you like f- just like absolutely <gasps> oh, eat God. the floor. Doing blindfolded yeah. DDR, and I mean, every, every like internet person throwing the two pence in, saying, "Ah, oh, what, what an idiot! Why would you do that in the first place?" <laughs> and you just have to take it. If you need a new challenge, Apache, I've got you covered. You need to get the Steel Battalion controller, and let somebody else set the controls, and then just figure it out. He's, you know his next project. You clearly don't know about my mixer. <laughs> oh jeez. Motherfucker's about to get out of Raccoon City with a pioneer deck. Yeah, that's that's, that's my next one. Are you twin snakes with the chainsaw controller? Oh yeah, that's you. <laughs> I do own the chainsaw controller, so There you go. Um but no, it's it's so bad for your wrists. I don't know if you ever held one, but like it's it's it, I don't know what the opposite of ergonomic is. It's it's like really bad for your <laughs> Arthritic. <hands>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you using like the jog wheels to like aim and shit? Like what? Like so you push the volume faders to run forward, and you use the jog wheels to turn left and right. And okay, to do the the aiming. So you're doing like an etch a sketch setup. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, setup. it's horrible. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> but yeah, I I really did want to say like I was going to do the MGS Archer, uh, MGS uh, trilogy on the dance pad that, and then after you did it, I was like, I was almost grateful because I, I I'm always into like being the first to do I, I always want to be the first to complete a challenge right uh, and, mm-hmm. and it just like uh, it saved me because I, I i just i don't think i'd have been able to pull it off like you <laughs> I, um i mean but I, I is there a recall, way we can like, wire up an etch sketch <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh the, your, your dodge versus the metal gear rays the missile dodge like the aerial away from it that that was that was absolutely dope um what's been the hardest boss in metal gear Okay, uh, so I was going back and I was like doing calculations or I was looking, you know, which one took me the longest. Um, wait, so like you're asking like in the trilogy or only yeah. in like MGS1? Yeah, in the trilogy. Um, oh, in the trilogy. Okay. Um, mm, I want to know what you guys think it is. Cause I, I know I what it guess, is. No. I would guess it'd be the, uh, the Fury or Rays, Metal Gear Rays or the Fury. I'm going to go with Vamp. Nope. I'd say the end, but I don't know. It was actually MGS1, the final fight with Liquid. That took really? me five hours. <laughs> I like, it, I don't like to me, that didn't seem like it would be the hardest fight. But the how fast he moves, and once you get his health bar to like you know a certain amount, he starts going nuts. Like he just charges you, charges you, and then just like I don't know, it was really hard to keep up on the dance pad. Yeah, it's like as close to like a fighting game as you're gonna get. Yeah, right there seriously. Much, yeah. yeah, and like I figured out stuff because you know I mean I watch speedruns of it too, and 
like when he's doing like the I call it the rhino attack where he's just like and he's like charging at you. Um, You could just like crouch and like completely avoid it. Like it just Mm. doesn't hit you. But uh, so that's what I did, like the strategy that I used. But even then, like you have the timer and then you have to like kick him off or like throw him off. And yeah, that was that was the hardest fight next to uh, Rex. Everyone else, like Fury, and they did not take as long. Surprisingly, I was, I was actually like, wow. Do you think a part of that is like it's your third solid game on the on the dance pad now? It's like when you Mm. were doing one, it was all like it'll all be like way more fresh, right? But the yeah, once you get to your third game, you're like what, like probably like hundreds of hours deep at that point, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's probably it too. Like I had a couple games on my belt so that probably made it a little easier but so the reason why i thought mgs3 was going to be the hardest was because um like there's no auto aim i mean there's like a slight aim assist when you uh like aim down sight but like mgs2 it's just auto aims like you could just equip the ak on writing he's just like (laughs) i was i was watching your fury fight today and like if you hadn't have been in first person you would have got Mm -hmm. lock on so mgs3 you do get lock on not well in first person just by like holding Ah. down the fire button because i was i was watching like your your boss kills and i was trying to work out i was like is she watching speedruns or not and (laughs) not that it matters either way right but it's like (laughs) interest it's interesting to see how someone would go at it and then when i watched your yeah. fear fight i was like you're definitely watching speed oh the fear <laughs> oh right with the with the stun grenade and then the yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah yeah you know, i was watching it today and i was just thinking like if, if you'd have just not held r1 it would have just deleted his health because that, that, yeah the, the ak kicks like crazy in first person but in third person mm-hmm. there's no recoil at all right yeah because that whole fight i feel like i would have gone like it's just you know he's just hopping everywhere and that would have been <laughs> a really hard fight so i was like yeah i guess you know whatever i could get away with just doing this little cheese on this fight <laughs> uh, if, if I, I would have cheesed the whole way <laughs> I, I, I respect that you were uh, with vulcan you were like oh no i'm gonna do non-lethal i'm gonna use cqc like make it harder <laughs> yeah. on myself because <laughs> I, I, if you'd have watched speedrun you'd have just got the svd and not had to move at all oh true yeah well, yeah, because no. I was doing, I think, a good chunk of the boss is non-lethal. And then the the Shago Hod went, like, the second phase where, you know, I just, yeah, I just clocked them in the head with, <laughs> with the SVD. I was like, nope, I'm not going to even bother doing non-lethal. Screw that. <laughs> so. Do you think you're going to give MGS4 a try? Uh, I, I'm kind of <laughs> curious how you'd be, uh, how you'd get it to work with, uh, you know, 3D camera controls being the way they are. Yeah, I was able to get away with... MGS3, because I know there's the fixed camera and then the over the shoulder. I right. had to put fixed camera because there's no other way for me to turn the camera. Um, unless I sort of configure it where wherever I turn the camera turns. But uh, yeah, I would have to look into that to see <laughs> if I could do it. Because I totally would try it. You can sort of do first person, but it's really, it's not fantastic. Mm. Second dance yeah. pad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, the double—that would actually be really interesting. It's it'd be theoretically possible as well using a gimmicks adapter. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. Mm-mm. What is that? They're uh, 
it's essentially like um the controller is taking inputs from your PC so you can use like any input you want and your PC mm -hmm. sends the controller input to the console um it's just a, like you could have two dance pads macro oh. to one controller basically that's pretty neat. I'll have to look into that, yeah. And I mean, you don't I mean... have to use, like, emulators as well. You can use Yeah, like, emulating yeah. MGS4 is a little expensive. Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. And we haven't heard anything regarding that, so I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> all these damn rumors. Well, I've heard Andy Robinson's it. telling it all on his podcast. <laughs> He's back at Thursday. it tonight. <laughs> oh, no. No, not again. Just in time for the state of play, too. So. Oh, right. That's true. And then nothing will happen. You gotta capitalize on that shit, I guess. <laughs> it's it's gonna be true one of these times, and then he'll be like, see? Told you. Yeah. But it's it's not just him. I don't want to be too mean. <laughs> no, I love, I love Andy. I can't wait to have a picture of him on my desk. Look into his eyes every day. <laughs> you think day. he'll actually sign it? You better sign it. <laughs> of course he'll sign it <laughs> oh my gosh I mean like I will say this credit where credit is due when I woke up that I don't know gloomy evening I did not expect to see Metroid Prime remaster not just in my face but on the eShop right uh, <laughs> True. so not, but I'm not. I'm not using that to give any hope about Metal Gear shit. So don't, don't think that everybody. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, listen, like Silent Hill fans were very hungry and starved for <laughs> years, and all the rumors they've had to deal with. I mean, I'm a Silent Hill fan too, but not. I mean, not like hardcore, but I love the series. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, when you know when they did that Silent Hill transmission slash you know reveal. Uh, I mean that was really cool. That was super unexpected. I so I mean you know maybe one day we'll have the same. <laughs> That's probably how Konami's gonna do it too. They won't be like at a state of play or at some big event. It'll just be like a you know a Tuesday afternoon. They're like, hey yeah, new mm -hmm. Metal Gear games in like three hours. So yeah, see you there. We'll have a Metal Gear <laughs> yeah. Direct and it'll yeah, be, it'll be great. Just real nonchalant about it. <laughs> but Andy, he knew the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm in a state of zen. I'm like, honestly, if you can see me, I'm like levitating off the ground. I'm like, <laughs> I ain't going there. I'm not doing it. We're all a little traumatized by the rumors. You gotta think about your RE2 uh, DJ runs. You can't. You can't be wasting your mental energy on Andy, dude. Uh, might, DJ I, runs. Yeah. This this might surprise everyone, but trying to speedrun a game using a DJ deck is actually really hard. I um. <laughs> I underestimated how hard it actually is. Yeah, because it's like unconventional controls. Like, you know, it's not just like buttons. It's sliders and, you know, faders and knobs and shit. You know, it's just like it's, it's different than just basic button input. I know this is very dry humor, but I mean, this is coming from a guy who beats the bosses blindfolded. So it's not entirely a joke. I think like, I think honestly, all that did was make me underestimate how hard the DJ deck actually is. And I honestly think, like, maybe maybe other games are easier on it, but Resident Evil 2 feels really fucking hard on it. I, I, might, I might try the classics out first, 
I think tank controls might go better on the on the decks. So so that's a that actually is a good segue to a question I did have have for you, Kitty, and that was yeah, basically like we kind of humor the fact that MGS one is effectively like you can play it from the the radar, and if, in a sense that it's it's very like it's very like digital, right? It's very you know mm-hmm. up down left right. You know, there's these cones. You have to avoid the cones. And hypothetically speaking, you know, the radar could be a, your main visual for most of the time. Could you feel that sort of like, I guess for lack of a better term, like binary um, or that that semblance that I'm kind of talking about when you were playing MGS1 on the GDR pad? And how, like that did that really occur with MGS2 or like, like, how do you mean? Like, uh, MGS1 is kind of basically Pac-Man with extra steps. I was trying to avoid the Pac-Man term, but All right, yes. Tim Rogers. Oh, yeah, yeah, it sort <laughs> Look, of felt yes. like that. <laughs> Tim Rogers said it, but it's a good line. Yeah. I have to say, kind of, especially for the Ocelot fight. Dude, oh my god, the, the first Ocelot fight where you're going in a, in a square pretty much is like up, left, down, right, up, left, <laughs> down, right. Um, yeah, I could definitely, and it was very tiring too. Like, the, the first Ocelot fight was, uh, it was pretty difficult like all the mgs1 bosses were very uh very up there in difficulty i think also took me like an hour and 30 minutes but yeah i i definitely uh felt that (laughs) so for psychomanus did you just have to like reconfigure your whole shit and just like no i I didn't even think of that i just shot the statues oh okay you did it hardcore okay yeah, I did. I just did it that way. Um, You're like, I that, don't want to fight... rebind these. Fuck that. I'll yeah. shoot the statues. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's great. <laughs> Could have just mapped both controllers to the DDR pad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, That's how a lot of people choose it, choose it like that with uh, playing on emulator. Oh, wow. I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. Um yeah, that fight ended with both of us with one HP, and then I was able to kill him. But yeah, I did the statues. Um, I think there was, I don't know, I couldn't configure it, I guess, on the on the emulator or something, or the emulator yeah. just wasn't cooperating. So I was like, yeah, just shoot the statues, screw it. <laughs> and you've got, um, in MGS 2 and 3, you've got the pressure-sensitive controls to deal with, too. Yes. Um... Actually, I couldn't configure that either. Like, for example, with the end, I wanted... It's okay, nobody can. Yeah, I, I wanted to, um, like, you know, sneak up on the end, and um, but I couldn't. Like, I couldn't get the uh, the pressure stuff to work, you know, to sneak up behind them. Are so. DDR pads actually... Do they have pressure sensitivity? I don't think they do, or not that I know of. I mean, it would make things easier, but... Like I'm trying to think if there's if there yeah. was any. I mean, I haven't played a lot of DDR, admittedly, but I can't think of any time in my experience when there was any sort of like pressure based functionality. Now I'm just picturing there- like fucking Mandela Effect DDR Extreme for PS2 actually having pressure sensitive controls. Right, you've got to like tap it with your big toe. There was <laughs> at least one music game. I can't remember the name of it, but there was a music game on the PS2 that used pressure sensitivity and you had to do like light taps and, and hard taps to, to get the the beat right. And God, what was the name of that thing? But yeah, I didn't think DDR did. No, uh, no, no, no. I never had that. Or with Step Mania that I know of, no. Hmm. I know what some people will do is, is with um, 
emulating it with normal controllers, they'll swap some of the buttons around and they'll use like the analog triggers since those register a little more easily and they'll map those to the buttons they need to be pressure sensitive. So like R2 for firing, etc. Oh, shit. No get around it that way. So. But that's a little less interesting than using a deep pad. <laughs> no, that's still cool. I mean, I'm just lucky that I was able to configure like different profiles because if not, I think I'd be screwed. <laughs> um because just going into first person mode in MGS 2 and 3 was just it's hard because you have to aim at like the soldiers' heads to get them. If not, you have to shoot them like five times in the chest or in the legs and they still don't drop. So like trying to get the headshot specifically on the DDR fat is just Oh so god, good. yeah. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's hard. Yeah, this is kind of a cliche question, but mm. something you said earlier sort of makes me want to ask it. Uh you mentioned how, you know, MGS and Resident Evil sort of uh, people who got into one sort of got into the other at around the same time. You know, those were sort of the big games on the PS1. Just kind of curious, yeah. you know, what what sort of got you into those style of games? Because kind of, you know, visually, they do look kind of similar, you know, that sort of same early realistic look. Mm hmm. Um, well, as probably a lot of people's answers would be <laughs> um, during that time, I got into it because of my brother. Uh, my brother was a big speedrunner. Oh, like at the time, he's not anymore. Uh, and he was pretty much the biggest Metal Gear Solid fan or just Metal Gear in general fan. Uh, so that's how I got into the games. And I remember uh, watching him play Metal Gear Solid 1. And by the time MGS 2 came out, uh, I was just like hooked on the game. I was just like, mom... I'm skipping school. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I wouldn't skip school. But um, actually, there was like a time where uh, when, when MGS2 came out and um, sorry, this is a little story. But uh, we, you know, we were poor growing up and we had this uh, rental place where uh, we were really cool with the guy because we ran out a lot of games. Um, and at the time... MGS2 had come out and we didn't have a PS2 yet. And the guy at the rental store allowed us to rent out a PS2, which was pretty huge because, I mean, nice. they were, ex yeah, they were expensive, but, you know, he trusted us, trusted us enough and we, we, you know, we knew him for a long time. So I remember that day it was rain, uh, like it was raining and we, we ran to the rental store, we got it. And I pretty much stood up all night watching my brother play. And then the next day I had, uh, school and i <laughs> i was crying because i wanted to stay home and and watch him uh, play and also i was sad because um you know in in the tanker they make you think that snake died or whatever so i was i was a sad little kid you know oh, thinking no. about that in school <laughs> i was like oh no snake so, died what will i do <laughs> so you got to experience the ride and twist completely blind yes yeah and I will say, like, my brother hate, like, he was just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, which, as I think a, which I think a lot of people <laughs> was the same. I mean, for me, I was just like, what the, I mean, you know, I didn't hate him, but I didn't, like, necessarily, 
like him that much, especially because my brother influenced me because he was like, Ugh. my sister was like, hell yeah, right in, what the heck, he's hot. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I, I was witnessed or I did witness the the right and stuff firsthand when it first came out. And um, I mean, now I, I heckin love Raiden. Like he's, he's really dope. Uh, Especially in like MGS4 and uh, Rising. Happy 10th anniversary, Rising. Yeah, happy 10th anniversary. <laughs> oh, man. Happy birthday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Konami celebrated with a 75% off Steam sale. Well, and a tweet. Yep. Don't forget that they tweeted about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the special event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> special <clears throat> event with art. <clears throat> Yeah. Jesus. And then Lord Emmerich like popping off on the game awards. That was fucking incredible. Oh yeah. Uh basically just <laughs> the game the game awards tweeted out like Metal Gear Rising hit by Hideo Kojima and then Yeah, Lord Emmerich just went off. He's like, nah, he's, he didn't have anything to do with this Harley. He's producer and there's all these other people. Kool-Aid man through the door. <laughs> God bless him. But yeah, that does kind of show just like Jeff's favoritism to uh, like, yeah, like not mentioning anybody else when mentioning that that game is kind of it sucks. I think it's at a point now, now that the game is 10 years old, in fact, that it's it's kind of faux pas to call it like a Kojima game or say that he's responsible. And granted, we all want the original Metal Gear Solid Rising. Um mm-hmm. Like that's 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 his and this is ours and that, that that's the reality and I think people are sort of getting used to that at this point, as indicated by the popularity of Lord Emmerich's tweet. Did he ratio Jeff Keighley? Do we know if it was like I, <laughs> that would I be also if he did? <laughs> I would. I also think it was like like as 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 much as I respect Jeff's work, I I I did in, in the back of my mind did picture Jeff looking at his phone like I was just trying to <laughs> admire the one I love. Yeah, this guy had to ruin it for me. Though, you know, like MGS Rising, that wasn't even Kojima's either. Oh, it wasn't? Like that was, no, I mean, that was done in-house at Kojima Productions before they they sort of gave it to Platinum and said, you know, you guys do your thing. We're we're throwing our hands up in the air. But mm. no, that was uh, that was going to be uh, written by Etsu Tamari. And uh, and had a, you know, different director and, and everything like Kojima was just doing his his, oh, his production executive thing. producer. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Though it probably would have been, you know, more closely aligned to, you know, the way a lot of the other games were, um, you know, a little darker, a little less comedic. Like, there's a real grindhouse type feel to to Revengeance. I just I just want that cutting system back. Ooh, <laughs> creeps me out. <laughs> there's something so like, like that. there's something so weirdly like visceral about it. And I could just yeah. see like. It gets it gets very disturbing the first few times, and then like a week later, we'd all just be experimenting with it. It's just, they just fall apart like butter in that trailer. It's just it messes with me. It's like it's like eye gore. I can't watch it. Ah, now you're making me feel like a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> I already feel bad for attributing MGS Rising too much to Kojima, and now I'm like thinking about cutting people up and how like for me i'm just looking at it from the technical perspective like 
man, how feasible was that at this age, at that age? And how feasible would it be in the modern age? Yeah. Um, and it, it totally went past my head that we're talking about like the way bodies are cutting and falling to the floor. Ugh, yeah, I know it's, it's, it, it is, <laughs> it is weird to talk about, but you know, you look at, at revengeance and the way the cutting works with the enemies and it doesn't put you off, which is kind of interesting, you know, because there's, there's like, I don't know. There's like some resistance to it, you know, it's the difference between like, what do they call it? Crunch a comedic, like it's the difference between like, yeah, a comedic, like boning bone cracking. And then when somebody uses the real noise of like a bone hitting it. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like have you ever seen, have you ever seen a, this, this is going to make me look even more like a weirdo. Have you ever seen bone tomahawk or whatever it's called? Why does that sound familiar? The guy gets like split apart, like a, like a, like a, like a wishbone. Okay. That, I just, is that I just, like a I just movie or what out. is this? <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. I feel like I've heard of that. And it it, it has a lot. It, there's a scene that has a lot of MGS rising energy to it. If you're interested, uh, it's very good horror film or well. Oh, God, I'm spoiling it. Holy shit. Um, it's a very good I, Western film. I, I don't <laughs> know if I'm ever going to watch it. Just I'll be honest. Fair enough. Fair it's enough. A light yeah, maybe. it's. It's it's one of those things that's like it it reminds me of uh, and I'm totally going off tangent so I'm sorry. It it's kind of like a western version of um what's that Tarantino film Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm now attributing Tarantino with Dust Till Dawn. What am I doing today? <laughs> uh where it, like if if you know that it's a horror film, you've gotten it spoiled for you. Yeah, okay. Ah, uh, yeah. That makes sense. But MGS Rising and MG Rising, happy birthday to the other one of you. Speaking of disturbing, do you want to talk about your recent project, Nitroid? With um, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, not yes. not too much. <laughs> well, because I, this I, is I not talked my party here. I I talked about it. I talked about bone disturbing things, disturbing things that have to do with bones, and now you get to talk about disturbing things that have to do with skin. <laughs> skin. Solid snake disturbing bone structure. Fucking solid snake looking like Lucas Kane after he gets murked <laughs> in Indigo Prophecy. Short version is I've been digging through the texture files in MGS two and three and and looking at the differences between the original games and the HD version. And as I've been messing around, I got kind of curious, like, what would happen if you swapped the facial textures for Naked Snake in MGS3 and Solid Snake in MGS2? And the answer to that question is terrible. And you don't want to know. <laughs> it oh, looks awful. It, it, it looks so cursed. Well, some of them do. Like MGS2 uh, like MGS Snake on MGS3 Snake's face. Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> MGS three snake on on two's face is just Smash Brothers snake, as like a million yeah. people pointed out in the comments. <laughs> but but like two on three's face, and he just like how did you put it, Daze? Because like you, you had the best description for it. Oh, uh, I think it like, was like I only remember. I, oh God, just like some jockey worked with or something. <laughs> She said it was dudes that oh, went to our high school. That's yeah, it was like guys I went to high school with. It was dudes you went to high school with. That was one of them. And then Rykov, Raiden oh, yeah. on Rykov, Rykov, Ry oh fuck, this sounds horrible. Raiden's skin on Rykov's body just made me think about back in high school 
when us ladies would put foundation on our lips and <gasps> like, see, I just, I just triggered a memory. <laughs> I'm just getting like Michael Jackson vibes from him. Oh no. It's just that like powdered lip, flat, fleshless lip look that Raiden has. Uh, shit is weird. These are, these are things man was not meant to know. <laughs> and uh it's it's awful and then i tried putting pliskin's face on on naked snake and i forgot to adjust his eyebrows and just <laughs> yeah that looked, that looked creepy as shit <sighs> yeah what was the one that looked like handsome squidward that was the <laughs> two on three okay yeah for that's when i that's when i took uh the the mgs2 facial texture where he's clean shaven and put that on three and he's just got like this massive, like, z- like has its own zip code size chin. <laughs> yes. And he had like really f- fucked up eyebrows and then you try to fix them. And that's how he ended up looking like Plis- it was Pliskin on on Naked Snake that with with eyebrow modifications that looks like dead Lucas Kane. It's just brain breaking from Indigo Prophecy. It, it it it's interesting again one of those things that if you look at it from a technical perspective very interesting makes you think about the whole process but <laughs> when you actually speak about it literally it's kind of fucked up <laughs> yeah so anybody listening please send me your your best ideas for swapping or changing facial textures and i'll be sure to try it and give everybody nightmares it puts the <laughs> texture on its skin or else it gets the hose again <laughs> oh, jesus rough has nobody made that joke until now? Uh so oh my god. Now I this like I'm so sorry. I've been like really disturbing this episode. Um so I guess um going back to you, Kitty, um, yeah. you know, we've talked a lot about Metal Gear, um, and we've talked a little bit about Resident Evil. Um, but you did note that you're also a big fan of Snatcher, and I think you even like <gasps> said that's like the best cyberpunk novel. I think so. I mean, I haven't played many, but I mean, it's just so good. <laughs> and I recently uh, played it on the Steam Deck, like you know, just chilling back. And God, it's I don't know. I just I love it so much. Which uh, version did you play on the Steam Deck? Uh, the Sega CD one. Nice. Yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the uncensored one because they censored some of the other ones, right? It's it is censored, unfortunately. Mm. Um, yeah. The uh, I don't want I don't want to talk your ear off about it. Uh, the the oh, gist no, of it is please. that there have been a bunch of different versions of Snatcher, and the most recent one before the the Sega CD release was on the PC Engine. Um. And when they brought it to Sega CD. That was the one they used as sort of the basis. Um, and you know, there's, there's a number of, of subtle changes to it. The the music obviously sounds different, but that was sort of the, the starting point for the Sega CD version. And, and that one is a lot less censored. Um, but then obviously you go to the Sega CD one and they've, they've covered up quite a bit. Um, yeah, there's actually, I mean, I, I think Hardcore Gaming 101 actually has a pretty big article sort of outlining all of the different changes and things that were censored uh, between the two versions. Right. Is that when they got rid of the, like, all the Outer Heaven stuff and, like, the like the guest appearances, like, you know, the cameos and stuff? Yeah, there's, 
I mean, there's a lot of things. There's there's gore. There's nudity. There's some uh, brand references that they've changed to avoid copyright concerns. There are some other things that wouldn't have gone over well in the U.S. Um, there's a lot, actually. Ah, yes. When you, uh, yeah, I believe when you first enter the the factory to uh, check the dead body, like um, I think. I think the the head isn't sliced off or something. I forget. It is. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example of one of the things they changed. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a spoiler for anybody who hasn't played Snatcher. If you haven't played it, please go play it. It's yes, fantastic. Please. Uh, but skip ahead, like you know, half a minute or whatever. Um, but there's a point where uh, you know the the dog Alice. Yeah. Uh, how she gets killed and you find her sort of like with her guts hanging out. Yeah. Um, in the original, it's like animated. And they're they're like, she's still alive and, and moving a bit and the guts are like squirming around. And and, and there's some other segments where there's nudity, uh, where you kill a snatcher and like, you know, the, 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 she'll be topless and things like that. It's just it's it's stuff like that where they were like, no, nah, we're, we're you know, we're trying to market this kind of towards kids here, guys. So let's let's do Let's just kind of, you know, tone it down a little bit. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And they uh, they kind of changed the ages of some characters. Cough, <laughs> cough. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's sort of the gist of it. Um, it's it's kind of funny because even if you look at it now, the Sega CD version is still pretty graphic, all things considered. So uh, if it ever got some sort of a re-release, I, I, I got to. I got to think like that's got to be a minefield of a restoration to do, you know, not just in terms of like, what can we what can we keep that's not going to get us in trouble? What do we need to change? Uh, I mean, it's one of those games that like, I don't know how they would ever bring it back if they did without a major overhaul. Oh, yeah, it would definitely because I think her name was Katrina. Uh, yeah, where like her age, yeah. her age was definitely changed, and like how uh, Gillian talks to her, was, uh, it was kind of concerning. I was like, okay, yeah, it's a bit more than that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was like a shower. Yeah, the shower scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So like, I mean, I'm 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 kind of a hardcore preservationist, and I want to see like you know all of this stuff saved and 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 put in a museum somewhere. So like, there's that part of me that's like, yeah, just just release it uncut whatever yeah but the other part of me is like the realist that's like yeah that's probably not gonna happen (laughs) so yeah i don't know uh but yeah snatcher uh i should like like let you talk about it because i i I love that game i could talk about it for ages i mean i've I've only played through it uh twice but i when i tweeted about it i had recently played it like not that uh not that long before I, i tweeted it so but um, I wouldn't really know like specifics to get into, I guess. I'll tell you something that, that you might appreciate, though. Um, mm-hmm. The the game, when it was first released for the MSX and, and the PC-88, um, it was only the first two chapters of the game, and it ended on a cliffhanger. <gasps> oh, I'd be so mad. <laughs> what? Wait. Yeah, and it wasn't until years later with the PC Engine release uh, you know, the one that, that Sega C was based on, that it got the third chapter. The The original plan was that there was going to be five chapters, and then they sort of split it up, and we're thinking, like, okay, we can't do this, so 
Let's just do two, and then the, we've got this director's cut. Let's do three, and then four and five will be Snatcher 2. And there's actually, like, you can see a book in a photo of, of Kojima's, like, Kojima took a photo of, of, you know, some Snatcher planning books, and clear mm -hmm. as day, one of the books is marked Snatcher 2. Oh, wow. But on so, a cliffhanger? Like, yeah. where, where, uh... Before, um... It was after, okay, again, spoilers, so fast forward if you're <laughs> not, <laughs> if you haven't played it yet. Um, but it was after you confront uh, Cunningham and, and defeat him. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. So, like, right after everything with Harry and, and, and all of that just ends. And it, you, get, you get this, this, this cool, like, splash image of, like, Gillian just superimposed over the city aiming his gun and it's you know the the sentiments like you know i'm gonna end this one way or another i'll keep fighting until the end you know and it, it just ends <laughs> that'd be oh, so bad wow. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah technically chapter three kind of ends on a cliffhanger so didn't calypso protocol do that recently yeah 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 I wouldn't know. I, I rented that game and was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I rented Punch-Out and returned it. <laughs> Have you played Police Knots yet? I, I need to play Police Knots. That's that was on my list. Definitely play Police Knots if you if you dig Snatcher. Yeah. Yeah. Police Knots is the game where they took all of the lessons they learned making Snatcher and took them to the next step. It's It's just absurd how good that game is so which version should i play because i know there's i would um, assume there's a couple as well like ps1 or yeah uh probably if you can if you can swing it i'd say the saturn version mm, okay um and and i mean yeah it's gonna be easier to play the playstation version on actual hardware um just given how much harder it is to get a hold of a saturn <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, it, you know, ultimately you have to you have to have a copy of the game and, and and then patch it with a fan translation and then, you know, go through that whole process of getting it on on to an actual console. But if you're just going to emulate it, I'd say Saturn. I love um, like buying physical copies of games. I mean, I, you know, there's some like <clears throat> Snatcher <clears throat> freaking what, like over a thousand dollars for the Sega CD version. Oh, yeah. But, it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, I don't mind buying like the, you know, I'm playing on real hardware. I actually love that. But obviously if I can't, then yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go for the Sega. If you can swing it, um, here's, here's one reason I would say play the, the PlayStation version. The game has gun con support. Uh, okay, well, actually, I don't remember if the PlayStation version has the gun con support or not, but. PS1 definitely had some. Some yeah, there's gun. a gun. I just yeah, can't remember. It came with uh, Time Crisis, and yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. I mean, Sega CD had the Lethal Enforcer yeah. gun. I'm which... pretty sure it, both of them do. Um, yeah. It's optional. You don't... God, does it? That would be ideal for DDR. Holy shit. No, just play on the DDR pad. You're fine. <laughs> I know for... I, I'm, I'm like 99% sure the Saturn version has gun con support. If you want to go the full nine yards, you know, just... just uh, is, that a, is that the right phrase? I don't know. I'm tired. Uh, if, if you want to go all the way with this, 
then play it with with a light gun. Yeah, that would be very optimal. <laughs> yeah, and very I have no play. idea which one supports which, and it's I'm terrible for forgetting this, but yeah, at least one of them does. <laughs> so I gotta ask. Uh, I saw in your pinned tweet, and I guess I guess you were wearing it during the streams as well. But where did you get that shirt? Oh, the solid liquid solidus. Yeah, that's uh, one of the one? Uniqlo shirts, right? It is, yes. Yeah, that's that was going to be my next question was like, what was it like being at that 25th anniversary celebration? Because, man, I wanted to go to that so bad. Oh, so you were at the you were actually at the anniversary. I was. Yeah, I did. I was able oh, to uh, shake Chinkawa's and Kojima's hand. It was very, it was very nice. And I got their their autograph, too, and all that. That's awesome. Pretty much the only time I was able to meet them and i feel like they barely do meet and greets uh as far as i like i don't know i would like at least in the states um so it was it was a really cool experience i was uh, like 19 it was in 2012 oh wow so uh yeah it was really it was really really cool like it, it was such a short experience actually meeting them because it was it, like it was packed there was so many people because it was in the unique glow store in new york so like this store like you could barely move and they were the security was like come on let's go because like when i was trying to like talk to kojima kind of you know because he because i had a a calorie mate <laughs> with me like a <laughs> like a nerd and then he like pointed at it and like was smiling he was like oh that's a Kelly man. I was like, yeah. And like, I wanted to say more, but the security was guy was like, come on, let's go. Come on. I was like, oh, they just sort of like pushed you through the line. Yeah. Cause yeah, there was just so many people um, there. So, but it was, a, it was really cool. They haven't done those sort of meet and greets for, you're right. They haven't done them for, for quite a while now, I think. Yeah. I think you said it a long time ago, Nitroid, like, you know, Kojima used to do that type of stuff all the time but like at at this point he's things have kind of yeah. changed it's like he's like i'm different you know like <laughs> he's got he's just got like a posse around him that they kind of just you know like you said there's just like a bunch of people around just been like hey you gotta go yeah it used to be like mgs1 in two days he would just hang out on like the e3 show floor and you know just walk around nobody knew who he was and then after that everything changed and mm -hmm. now he's a celebrity <laughs> i mean like, he has Death Stranding, though. Like, he could do meet and greets for that, too, or something, or I don't know. Yeah, and I still see, like, pictures of people, you know, who have bumped into him in places. I can't actually remember if he did a traditional meet and greet for Death Stranding's launch or not. Yeah, not that I've heard of. i will look that up. I mean, even at the... For whatever reason, I because I also went to the MGS, like, orchestra that was also in New York. Um... Oh, I bet that was fun. It was, it was, it was amazing. Like hearing Donna Burke live was just, ah, music to my ears, but, um, literally. And yeah, I, for some reason thought that, you know, maybe he would do sort of like a meet and greet there too, but uh, no, it was just her and, you know, obviously uh, all the fans, uh, getting together there. Was this after he left or? Um, shoot, I don't remember when the orchestra was. I think it was in 2019. Yeah, that would have been after he left. Yeah, he probably he probably wasn't even affiliated with that at all. Like that's probably just something yeah. they got they got licensed and did a tour or whatever, just you know, through Donna. He legally 
cannot come within 200 yards of the concert. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to hear Donna live. I, I bet that was amazing. She she said uh, she was planning on doing a tour, but um, I haven't heard any updates on that, so we'll see. The best songs that she sang there were like Snake Eater and Heaven's Divide. Like it was amazing. And then, of course, they did like the the a bunch of song compositions together and uh, the best is yet to come and just it was it was great <laughs> she did sins of the father of course yes uh, i recorded some of it but they were very strict on it so i you know i couldn't really i tried to sneak but i couldn't <laughs> they were very vigilant so i'm looking this up and it does he did do some meet and greets for death stranding oh like in this, like in Japan or in the um, states? All, it was a world tour, actually. Yeah, I forgot about I forgot about the world tour. Yeah, I I did know about this. It's just you if you look at photos of of sort of like the the launch event in New York and the world tour that they did, it doesn't look like your typical video game launch event. It looks more like a Hollywood premiere, where they've got like people standing in front of walls with logos and like. It's just very atypical and it's kind of hard to find pictures of like uh, a normal signing booth with fans like surrounding. Ah, so it's very restricted then. Yeah, or the yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it. So it (laughs) it doesn't look like they were blocking anybody. It you know, anybody could show up, but it does seem like, you know, it's it's a lot more controlled. I'll put put a link in the live chat here. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's still doing it, but yeah, obviously, like this is very different from the old days where he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be at a Best Buy over here in like Sandusky, and you know, just come on in." Oh, I mean, speaking of like, um, like meeting greets and stuff, are you guys uh, thinking of the MGS Con or like going or if if it happens, that is. I'm scheduled to DJ there, so yeah, I'll, oh, I'll be there. Oh, so. let's go! Nice. The the plan is that for I guess I don't know if it's uh, it's is any of this official can can like or are we just still in the like the talking about it phase? I was just gonna say we have keen interest in the event. I yeah. think that's what that's, yeah, that's what we a, can that's say. That's a good way of putting it. Nothing is confirmed yet or, or signed in yet, but I mean, yeah, they Kojima Frequency's presence has been uh requested for sure. I have heard rumors that they will be doing a back-to-back during the kojima frequency <laughs> yeah now uh, that everybody djs oh. except for nitroid we can pretty much just have like a three dj set now and just do a back-to-back-to-back and be straight <laughs> nitroid just well, learn, how to DJ before Ju- learn how to dj before july dude it's easy <laughs> i don't want to learn how to dj i'll just text your edit live no 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 you run lights i'll do stand up you need to do apache's <laughs> Like smash course, Apache smash course, <laughs> Mass, Apache smash crash course, I, and and I did yeah. I did teach Chelsea how to DJ in one in one evening, so it could, you're next, Nitroid, basically. Oh no! Yeah, dude, it's it's uh it's not rocket science. But... Do I have to get a whole new wardrobe? No. no. What? <laughs> yeah, it'll be my second time in California, going to. I've never been to LA before. I've only been to Needles, California, but I'm sure they're very similar places. That's funny. <laughs> My only other LA related thing was Metal Gear related to like when I went to E3 through Konami. So it's just, yep, back to LA for some more Metal Gear yep. shit. I'm sure yep. it's I've like. I've been there twice and yeah. Which is great. Like if you think about it, like if you really think about it, you sit back and go, wow, 
my favorite video game. Like, I get to go to this this side of the country now because I like this game a lot and I got involved with it. Like, sweet. That, that's great. <laughs> I mean, are we going to try to raid the Konami offices while we're there? Might as well. I know where it's at. Oh, man, my, my, my CIA <laughs> handle is having a field day with this conversation today. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see a Konami office. That would be cool. I wonder if they still have the statue of Naked Snake up in there, like, just chilling. Like, I would hope they do, but it's smashed to pieces. <laughs> Dude, they're going to see the four of us walking up, and they're just going to rush and lock the door. <laughs> like, I wonder if they just got him, like, back in, like, a, a storage closet now, if he's, like, still, like, out in the main thing. I don't know. He was, he was out there in 2018, so it's just, it's just been a minute. They've just got him in some little dusty closet somewhere. We have to go rescue <laughs> Snake from the Kanami <laughs> office. <laughs> Hold up, is this a metaphor? God, no, it would be a lot of fun to get out there. Um I really I really am curious to see how many people show up to the to the convention. I mean, it seems like a lot of people are are interested and I mean it'd be a lot of fun because it looks like there's gonna be like voice actors too and panels. So I think that'll intrigue a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and, and this idea's been thrown around for, for years. It's just no one's ever really put the work into to, to get it to happen. Is there a Resident Evil convention? I feel like there should be. Umbrella Con. There you Umbrella go. Umbrella Con. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I don't think there's any Resident Evil specific cons. It's, it's, it's about time Metal Gear got something that Resident Evil doesn't have. Yeah. <laughs> it's about oh, goddamn yeah. time. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Oh. I will say at E3 uh, 2018, they had like the best setup for resident evil 2 remake like they you know they had like the playable demo that you could go in there and do but that was like a three hour wait oh lord but you could go out there and like get uh a picture taken and they had like the raccoon city police car and like you would sit in it and there was this guy like dressed up in you know like full zombie get up in the in the back seat <laughs> and like so you know you would just like take a picture of you like driving and then he would just rawr, and, like you know like hit the back seat and he's like fully into it <laughs> So I, I don't sick. know. It, it would be cool for like a full ass, you know, convention based on stuff like that. Just different kind of scenes, you know, and have have zombies just wandering around, milling around in the convention and stuff. That'd, that'd be fun. That's dude. That's the one thing I'm going to miss the most about major conventions like E3. Like, I know they say they're coming back, but, you know, we know they're not coming back. Yeah. But like the the booths that they would set up for some of these games were so elaborate. Mm -hmm. uh it was just so much fun i remember uh the last time i went they had um they were capcom had a booth set up for the uh the re-release of resident evil zero mm -hmm. oh wow that's a while ago it was set up like the inside of a train and you would sit down at one of the train seats and you would have a, a demo for the game in front of you nice that's pretty sick yeah it was it was great and i mean you know over at the at konami's uh and this this was the year that like all the shit went down you know for for kojima and everything yeah. um but you could tell they put a ton of money into promotion because they had this entire huge section of of the e3 floor made up to look like mother base <gasps> um with with like doors and everything and like an animal on a balloon floating in the air and like a helipad and screens all like it was really something um, and then the doors for Mother Base, you could actually go inside and that's where the playtest area was. Oh, that's that's so cool. And when was the last time they did that? 
that was what 2014 2015 Damn. were you there that year fingers no nah, i just went in 2018 mm. yeah it's just it's a shame because those events were so much fun and that's just not gonna happen anymore i mean it, you know i was walking around the nintendo show, show floor and and Charles Martinet was was up on stage just talking and an- answering audience questions. And then, you know, 20 feet away, Reggie was playing Mario tennis with people on the show floor. Just there <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> just wild. Yeah, they were doing like promo for like Death Stranding at that time. I got a picture with like the Norman Reedus statue guy. And then... Um... <laughs> It was pretty damn realistic. Like you know, they had. I got a this... picture with Norman Reedus' like a... statue. Yeah, like he was dressed up in like the full Sam getup, and um, and then you know, Konami at that time was like promoting like the Zone of the Enders VR stuff. So, oh That's right, I... and they had the the cockpit booths that you could get into. Yeah, and they're like, you want to play it? And I was like, ah, I don't really like Zone of the Enders. And they're like, but we'll we'll give you free socks. Man. And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm still mad at you for that because those socks are awesome. Yeah, I gotta play Zone of the Enders. I still haven't played that. It's a good time. And you don't like it? It was just. Is I don't it know. just like I mech fights? It, I just found it kind of like repetitive. I I didn't have like a great time with it, but other people really like it. So ignore me. <laughs> it the first one's a little rough around the edges. The second one is great. Second one was better. Like I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like lock on, hit, 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 special attack, hit, 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 special. You know, I don't know. I just got bored. It needs like Devil May Cry combos. Yeah, it needs yeah. something. The I, there's a reason why I feel like the most compelling part for I, I love Zone of the Enders, I do, but there is a reason why the two most compelling parts are one when you get like whittled down to one health, and two when you lose to the final boss and you can't actually win. Um, but I was thinking about that the other day, like how not that that Zone of the Enders is Kojima's games, but losing like getting BB taken away from you and having your Jehoti just like good down to one health. Those were kind of like in the same spirit. I don't know if that was intentional. Yeah. I just needed to get that out there. I remember hearing an anecdote one time that that was Kojima's idea where he said that, that one of the things that he liked the most about, uh, zone of the enders was, uh, or it was something to the effect of he wanted to see a game where you had to run away from the final boss. But that's been so long ago that I'm not sure if that was even his quote. Well, it's my quote now. Uh, but I, I do agree. It is a cool concept. So, yeah, I mean, Kitty, for you, like, what's what's the next step? Like, what what are you looking? Are you going to sort of continue down the MGS series after you finish three? Or, you know, are you looking to other series? One of our um, one of our. Uh, user submitted questions was actually are you going to uh, address the soul series with your ddr pad or are there any other games that you're you're thinking about in the forefront i want to continue doing mgs stuff only because i mean you know it's 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 one of my babies i love metal gear and uh but with four don't think it would be possible. I could try, but I think I might do some of the VR missions, like the Ooh, the PS One like yeah. separate VR stuff. I think that'd be really cool because I did the the ten uh, missions in MGS One that they provided, which um, uh, I did do on the dance pad, and I got you know the first place and all that all that good stuff. So I do want to tackle 
all the like the VR stuff in the in the PS1 version. Um I don't remember how many missions there are though. I know Kojima mentioned that there was going to be thousands which holy shit that's that's quite a bit um but i don't know what the final the final count was was it like 300 or something yeah i, I think don't. it's 300 mm, yeah so i mean it's a lot but it'll be a nice challenge to go through so that and uh souls game wise i know a lot of people are doing challenges with like elden ring i wouldn't mind uh tackling some bosses from like different souls series i think that'd be pretty cool or elden ring as well uh i'm not sure uh because the only souls games i've really played is like dark souls one demon souls bloodborne um and yeah oh and elden ring of course so i still need to get through a chunk but (laughs) that would be fun to do to do boss fights uh on the souls Hear me out on this one. Yeah. Since you're doing emulator, Metal Gear Solid skateboarding. Oh my god, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have uh, I have kind of a personal fan suggestion, and that is doing Resident Evil 5, you on a DDR pad, and Crazy Gaming Days on his <gasps> Guitar Hero pad. And oh, you guys man. get through as Christian Sheva. <laughs> That would be so fucking cool. Yeah, I know he does the uh, Guitar Hero stuff. <laughs> That'd be funny. Hey, if it's possible, we could do it. That would be down. Nice. <laughs> that would be a good challenge. I I could try the skateboarding. It's in uh, Substance, right? So Yeah. But not on the PC port. Um, or and Snake versus Monkey. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> and 2's got all the VR missions too, so. There's there's, oh, there's, there's right. loads to do if you if you wanted to stick with Metal Gear like you have so many good good options. Mm-hmm. That is true. Ghost Babble would be a lot easier on the on the dense pad compared to the three D game. <laughs> oh yeah, that is a yeah, that's a great idea. Ghost Babble. I actually still need to play Ghost Babble. Please don't hate me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on the Game Boy. No, yeah. I'm if anything, I'm jealous you get to play Ghost Babble for the first time again. I I always say like it's it's the most overlooked game in the series, and it's without a doubt one of the best. Yeah. Um. No. And there's no hate that you haven't played it. You know, a lot, yeah. a lot of huge Metal Gear fans like yourself have never got around to playing Ghost Babble for one reason or another. But I honestly think it's worth playing. I really do. I'm such a Ghost Babble show. How did this happen to me? I swear <laughs> it was the show that did it to me. It comes with having good taste. <laughs> yeah i recently saw a tweet from our friends like you know you're you're super missing out if you know you don't play ghost battle i'm like fine i will do it i'll do a first playthrough on stream and and play through it and it'll be a good time apache do you think it would be possible to get a world record on the first stage of Ghost Babel with the DDR pad oh without yeah without a doubt yeah. okay then that's yeah that's the goal here so uh, wait, wait. What, what, is, what is it? It's like, what is it? 35. Like, yeah. 35 seconds. 35 seconds of just, you know, pretty much just basic, you know, four D-pad, you know. You run, then... you run in a straight line. Mm-hmm. So, not in a straight line, but you basically run to from the start. I don't want to spoil the game, but the, the, <laughs> the, the, uh, no story spoilers or anything, but there's, yeah. a, there's a tied world record on Ghost Babble stage one for 35 seconds. The game's 
timed with the in-game timer, and it's impossible to get lower than 35, but it's very easy to get 35. So you could get a tied world record um, on the DDR pad <laughs> with honestly like, you know, 30, 30 minutes maximum of, of trying to do it. Um, so yeah, that, that could be something funny if you wanted to say like, hey, I've got a world record on, on the DDR pad. <laughs> I would totally try that. How many people have that shared record? But let me, I'll go double check. Uh, there's 34 people on speedrun.com that have the stage one. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Seconds. You could be the 35th. I might have to become a speedrunner. Anything else you wanted to promo or things that you're doing coming up? Or, um, Well, MGS3 is going to be, well, I'm finishing probably either tonight or tomorrow. I probably be tomorrow. I don't know. Um, but other than that, with challenge runs, uh, I am not too sure. Um, like I said, I would love to do Souls bosses or uh, some other MGS stuff. Or uh, I, I was thinking Silent Hill on the dance pad, but I, I'm not sure how that would go. <laughs> um, and as for speedruns, I'm, I'm working on Silent Hill 3 at the moment. Um, and I do want to speedrun... Uh, a Metal Gear game. I'm just, I, I'm not sure which one I should do. Uh, so, oh, actually, I did speedrun Twin Snakes, which I know everybody has opinions on, but uh, I kind of wanted to go back to that as well. Or just MGS1 speedruns, OG MGS1. Um, yeah. And they talked a whole bunch of shit on Twin Snakes on the last episode, but I, I, I don't know. I, I love that game. It's a fun game. I, I, will, <laughs> I will say this about Twin Snakes. I think I mentioned before, but just to tell you uh, personally, mm. Kitty, is like Twin Snakes, I think, is quite an easy game compared to 1, 2, and 3. But as a speedrun, I think it's one of the harder games because the the, the speedrun adds a, a whole new layer or element of difficulty to that game, I feel. Um, so it is a, yeah. a really fun speedrun to do. It is really fun. I mean, it does add like a layer of difficulty, but... And in some cases, it also makes it easier because of, like, the PAL keys where you could just kind of easily freeze and heat them with the pipes. Yeah. And, um... No backtracking. No like, backtracking. Lot, oh, my God. Less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot less. It, Getting a sniper it, for PSG1T. Yeah. Don't have to go all the way back to the armory. Yeah, so... It's a fun screwed up goofy game yeah i mean i i don't i don't hate it either i mean there's some things on my side i like uh like the voice acting and the you know some of the cutscenes. it's no replacement for the original but like as like as a standalone game like you know if that's like your first yeah. experience with metal gear like it, it's fine like you know yeah you can kind of go back and see how it you know it was toned down in the original compared to that but it's fine yeah <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people give a shit, but I'm just like, I don't think it's that bad. Like, some people just want to put in the grave. I'm like, chill, dude. At first, I liked it. I was happy that I had Metal Gear back in my house when I was a kid. And then I fell for the meme, and I was like, this shit sucks. And now I'm just like, you know what? It's a good time. I appreciate it, because it's trying to give me yeah. a good time. It does this job. Can, can that be our official channel review? It's fine. Because <laughs> that's the thing, like, back... Like, if you owned a GameCube, you were like, all right, we got Mario Sunshine, and then, like, all right, we got Metroid Prime. That's, all right, that's a pretty dark title. But then, like, after that, we were like, fuck. And then, like, you know, like, 
Resident Evil Zero. Yeah, Eternal Darkness and Resident Evil Remake. Yeah, that's yeah. Then we got like the Resident Evils and stuff. But then you know to, to get to get like Metal Gear on on a GameCube, it's like all right, here we fucking go. Like yeah. So I I was really hyped for it when it came out, and I had a good time with it. But yeah, play the original if you want. It's there. Oh yeah, definitely. That's why with remakes, it's like. I mean, if it's bad, you know, uh, yeah, it stings a little bit, but eh, always, I know a lot of people always say, but you, you do always have the original. So, I mean, it's fine. As long as we keep the originals available still, I think that that's our yes. big problem right now where they're like yeah, taking we, those away or making those unavailable. Yes. Bring them back. We get that and I'll shut up about remakes. Yeah. <laughs> that is our big argument here pretty much for the most part. Yeah, didn't they take down the Metal Gear games off GOG? Or at least, at least MGS2. Yeah, 2, two and 3 are like, both off. Yeah, why did they do that? Yeah, two's off of GOG. Um, 3 and 2 are off of pretty much everywhere else. Uh, it was due to uh, historical footage licenses. Oh, Lord. Damn. Yeah, that stuff's pricey. That's unfortunate. And they said they were going to bring them back, but that's been, what, seven months ago now? I don't know. That's that's all more reason to think that like, all right, there's some collection or something coming eventually, but we're not gonna say like <laughs> we know that it's coming out or when it's coming out. Yeah, they gave that gave us that yeah. one like text update. Like we're working on it. <laughs> yeah. If yeah, like if they're if it costs that much to get the licensing, then you know I doubt they're gonna put that much money into something that's probably not getting a lot of buys anyway. Well, there's there's certain just other games that they have in the pipeline right now that they're just like, all right, we got these coming out, so you know, it might yeah. just be a waiting game. Who knows? Yeah, we've been waiting on that movie for like fourteen years, so uh, you know, we don't we we know how to wait. Konami will be like, kept you waiting, huh? And then they'll post it, dude. That would be the best <laughs> tweet if that's if that's what they did. Yeah. All right. Well, Kidirar, uh, if you want to plug all your social media and stuff and where people can find you online, uh, you can go ahead with that. Yeah. So uh, on social media, I go by Real Kitty Rar. I'm pretty much on Twitter, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. And of course, Twitch, which is just Kitty Rar. And I've been a streamer for 10 years or this. Yeah, this year is going to be 10 years. Holy shit. Um, nice. Congrats. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I'll be continuing Silent Hill 3 speedruns. Uh, I'm going to be doing Rising for the anniversary. Or well, it already passed, but I'll be doing it soon. And uh, Metroid Prime as well. And awesome. finishing off MGS3 with a bang uh, tomorrow, most likely. So, well, I guess if you're hearing this, it's already done. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this will be on Monday, but you can check out that VOD over there on the, yeah. on the Twitch. So. Dude, there's one part I was hoping you'd get to today so we could argue about it because we argued about two very specific parts in mgs2 and mgs3 last episode oh what and i feel like kitty i feel like you would be the tiebreaker oh. here oh yeah oh wait which part oh yeah no that's true that's true you can be the tiebreaker <laughs> so we were like like for some i forget the reason why we were talking about this but at some point Nitroid had said that the escort mission and MGS3 with Eva was harder than uh, Emma and MGS2. <gasps> and I just, I have to disagree. Mm. And, and Apache really fucking disagree. <laughs> um, and we wanted to get your perspective on it as 
as you played them or are attending to play them. On... Did I say harder or did I say worse? Worse. She definitely said worse. worse. Okay, uh, worse. Fair, 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 fair. Wait. Uh, <laughs> wait, so you all, you all team worse for which one? Emma or? No, Emma's Eva? way worse. Emma's worse. Yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, so, okay. So right now I'm up to that part with Eva. And that's where I was like, uh, I'll do this later. <laughs> because uh, she kept shooting at them. I was like, dude, come on. What are you doing? Um, so Eva's part is annoying. Uh, it is annoying. But it's it's really short. I feel like Emma's is, uh, you have to go through a lot more. And, you know, she's also slower, I think, than Eva. <laughs> I know, uh, right? You know, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. That was pretty much Apache's uh, argument. He was like, he was like, well, great, because it's it's short, though, so you don't have to worry about it for that long. Great. All right, cool. We I think I know like where the disconnect fields. here is. There's water involved. Yeah, the disconnect uh, is the yeah. water, because for some reason, the swimming section doesn't really register to me as an escort mission. I don't know why, because it just plays so different. Because you're under Mr. Kojima's spell. I'm, I'm no, I'm not even counting the water as the 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 swimming as part of this argument. I'm it's counting like one hallway with her, and then across nah, a bridge. And no, it's not. And it's a and break then... room, and it's a sorry. Go ahead, Apache. You get that. <laughs> you get one room with three sec, two sections or three sections of guards. Yeah. And then you go outside. You deal with a cipher. And the guard, and then you go into another room and deal with two, two, another two guards. It's like yeah, it's okay, way it's, longer it's, even without uh, swimming. Yeah. I think it only feels think... like that because of the other things sort of tacked on the ends. You know, like the swimming and the sniping. Now I'm even like angrier that you made that. I'm just kidding, <laughs> but no, I I wasn't even <laughs> counting the swimming in that when when okay, sorry, I'm done. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. The swimming is so bad too on the dance pad. Jesus Christ, that's worst. <laughs> um, that's a hard one. I feel like you do way more with Emma though. So, uh, and Emma can't shoot a gun, so it's, you're, yeah. or she's, she's not. No, Emma shooting. wouldn't Emma, shoot a gun. Emma doesn't have a red <laughs> nine. <laughs> I don't know. Would Emma shoot a gun? Uh, she probably would, actually. I think if she knew what she knew now, she'd. Pop a pistol. <laughs> Emma would get anxiety on the bus. There's no way she'd shoot a gun. <laughs> Emma has very few moral hang-ups. I'm just going to say that. I mean, she crossed a bridge with Claymore and Cyphers and Soldier. I mean, I think she'll be fine. I think she would shoot. She, she had no qualms about writing software to, like, monitor the internet. And she was just like, yeah, that's what it does. I think the worst, the her most, her biggest apprehension about guns is the recoil. It hurts. That's what gives her anxiety. But otherwise, <laughs> she's just like. She would also think about the technical aspects of MGS Rising's cutting, and not think about the disturbing implications of it all. So, I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> well, Kenny Rar, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. It's been fun. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a random assortment of topics here tonight, but we definitely uh, had a good time talking with you. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was a really good time. I enjoyed talking all the things of Metal Gear and Dance Pad related stuff with y'all. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. And good luck with the run.
Thanks. Yeah, good luck against the boss. That's that's gonna be a tough oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be pretty tough, but I mean I am playing on normal, so the exclamation point does show up at the top, like right when you need to hit the you know Oh like the, yeah. Action yeah, button. the action yeah. button or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean I think I could time it good. If I did the Shagohod and uh all the other bosses, I think I think it'd be easy peasy. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> cool. Well if you're listening to the show, uh you're probably hearing the outro music playing right now. That's a uh, cover of End of the Dark that I did from Police Knots. Uh that's available on streaming services now, so you can listen to that on Spotify and stuff, so uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the Kojima Frequency. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. Bye.